Places. Places, please. Welcome to the very first episode of Valley Stage Notes, a brand new podcast coming to you every week. I'm your host, Kevin Julian, along with Marna McClendon and Keith McClendon. We're really excited about this. Marna, how do you feel about this new <laughs> venture that we're starting out with right here today? Kevin, I'm so excited. This, is, this has been a while in the making, but not that long. And we immediately came together with, gosh, let's talk about local theater. Absolutely. Yeah, we are all excited by local theater. Um, and it's just a thrill to be able to talk about it and have some folks listen to it and, and learn about it. Yeah, and, and we're in a thriving city, thriving community yeah. as well. There's, there's so much going on. Yes. And I think it would be so nice um, doing this, having people learn about something that really is, I find fascinating. Well, I'm particularly excited because we're starting with an interview on Children of a Lesser God. So I think this episode's going to be just terrific. Yeah. Um, and Keith, what are, you, what are your thoughts? I am very interested to learn what the director, one of our first interviews, is going to tell us about this show and uh, the challenges in bringing it to the stage yeah. and what it's all about. Okay, well, I, I think without much further ado, we should get to it. Today we have a very special guest. We have Mark Allen C. Clemente of Order Chaos Theatre Company to discuss the season opener at the Herberger Theatre, CAC Stage, Children of a Lesser God. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you so much, Kevin. Glad to be here. It's so great to have you. Now, it's getting really close to the opening, so I imagine this must be a really intense time for you. How's it been going? Um, yes, uh, lots going on. Uh, we are building the set tomorrow um, and painting the set tomorrow. Um, we have costumes coming in next Monday and um, the uh, actors are just trying to get off book <laughs> <laughs> as much as they can. Um, but, um, you know, we, we had um, an addition to Children of a Lesser God um, that we weren't um, really prepared for. Uh, well, we've been trying to partner with the Phoenix Day School for the Deaf um, since we had the idea for Children of a Lesser God. And they've had a lot of challenges this year. Um, but last week, Thursday, uh, we got a call from the principal at the Phoenix Day School for the Deaf, and she said, hey, I have four students for you. Wow. So on Monday, uh, four students from PDSD will be joining us, um, and um, my actual vision for the show is actually going to come true, where I have um, students um, shadowing our hearing actors um, so they can sign uh, for our, our deaf audiences. Mark, what does shadowing mean? Shadowing is really um, having them on stage and mirroring the action on stage as well as translating in ASL. Oh, cool. And what's ASL? ASL is American Sign Language. I think that might be a good moment to step back a bit and ask you more about the play itself, Children of a Lesser God. Could, could you tell us 
about that? Sure. Um, Children of a Lesser God is really the story of Sarah uh, Norman, uh, who is had a very challenging life, as much as uh, a lot of deaf children do. Um, you know, when she was young, they thought she was retarded because they didn't know that she was deaf. Um, and when she was diagnosed as, as deaf, then she was treated differently, um, forced to kind of learn to speak um, and really didn't have the tools um, to be able to communicate like everybody else. Um, and the story takes place in, the, in a school in which um, a hearing um, teacher um, comes to teach communication okay. or English um, at the deaf school. Um, and they meet, um, and he is um, very much about um, helping as far as uh, deaf children to be able to speak um, and make sound. Um, and... You know, it's her journey on how she becomes basically, I don't know, um, trapped in her life um, and really finding her independence as a young woman uh, to be free and be able to live her life um, the way she sees herself um, and who she is, her true self, instead of being somebody else that people expect her to be. There's a lot to unpack there. So I think, could you perhaps explain how you came to a decision to put on this actual play? Um, it's really twofold. Um, our mission for Ordo Chaos Theatre is really to um, bridge gaps, um, not actually not bridge gaps, but build, bridge build bridges of understanding between different cultures and different communities. Um, and we do that through performance on stage. Um, so a lot of the shows that we pick, we choose um, a community or a culture that we can provide awareness um, to our audiences. And this one is really of the deaf community. They, you know, to give them a voice on stage and a platform for deaf awareness. I imagine there's not many plays like this in in the in the canon, if I can use that terminology. So I'm trying to think, imagine myself, what are what are the challenges of going on a play like this? Because I imagine it must be multifaceted, multi-dimensional. Could could you talk to us about that so that our audience might have an understanding of what they might expect if they come to see, as we hope they will, come to see the play? Absolutely. Um, the first challenge really is finding deaf actors. You know, um, not many deaf actors, you know, that, you know, it's not like a 20-year-old um, young lady. We have, there are a dime a dozen in the valley. Um, I, I, I hate to tell the young ladies that, but <laughs> they are. Um but, um, you know, deaf actors, that's a huge challenge um, to find somebody, number one, who's deaf, number one, who wants to act, um, and also, um, you know, be able to portray a character, you know, that is so different than themselves. Yeah. Um, which is why we started with the Phoenix Day School, because uh, we knew we, they had a theater program. Um, and I, we had held auditions for that show for um, with some kids. Um, early on back in, gosh, in May last year. Yeah. Um, and that didn't come to, fru to fruition simply because the script 
really needs people who can speak and sign as well. So that's another challenge yeah. is um, every single one of the actors, whether they're deaf or hearing, has to learn two different languages. Yeah. Um, and for me as a director, um, it was a huge challenge for me. Um, I do have ASL background. Um, I took ASL back in college. Um, I actually volunteered at deaf community centers and spent some time with um, um, uh, deaf teens um, and had a lot of fun, um, and I really enjoyed it. So this is bringing, bringing back a lot of yeah. those memories in my college days um, and also renewing my um, ability to sign again. Um, I'm still a little rusty, just like anybody, <laughs> and just, you know, just like yeah. if anybody took French or Spanish yeah. in high school, yeah. um, you still can kind of get by, but, you know, um, you have to kind of immerse yourself. And that's exactly what I did is immerse yeah. myself, uh, with the show. Um, and I'm very, I'm very proud, um, that, um, my cast, uh, my deaf cast is always saying, you're getting better. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's, so you've had a a very long connection with this this whole area and the deaf community. Thinking back to when you were learning in in your college days, could you have ever imagined being here today, about to put on this production? No. Um, and could you fact, tell us what it means to you as well? Yeah. Personally? So in fact. You know, prior to me taking ASL, ASL um, I traveled with a group called Up With People and we toured the world. Um, and we often performed at deaf schools. And that's really where I started to get um, exposed to ASL. Um, and we had one cast member who was fluent in ASL and started teaching us. And that's really where, you know, my, um, my enthusiasm to learn ASL came from. So when I got, when I got off the road, um, I started taking classes in college, um, and really spent a lot of time, um, which it's funny because in the play, um, James Leeds, who's the English teacher, um, says he used to pretend to be deaf. Um, and some of us who are taking classes with, you know, um, would also try to pretend to be deaf and we'd go to McDonald's and just pretend that we could not hear them and what that felt like for us to order yeah. without being able to communicate verbally with them and not them pretending not, we, we couldn't understand them or hear them. Um, I was very pleasantly surprised, um, that the the servers at McDonald's, they were just like, oh, he's deaf. He's yeah. like, let him point to the menu. Let him, you know, let, yeah. let him do this. And yeah. they were so accommodating. And I was just, I was so like, wow. Yeah. You know, so this is what it's like, you know, that people have to figure it out because we couldn't verbally tell them. Um, so, you know, for me, it's very personal because it, it brings back those memories of especially spending some some time with uh, the teens at the, the Deaf Community Center um, and be able to get to know them and um, understand their, their challenges as they grew up and what it's like in the real world. And this show revisits all of that. Something I wanted to touch on was there are, at least in some corners, feelings and controversies perhaps if I can use that term about some of the things that are shown in the play uh, about perhaps people who are deaf learning to speak and things like that could you perhaps talk and explain to us some of the different views and different feelings 
about about this and how that might tie into the play and perhaps your decision to to show it and begin with it um as a hearing person it's it's hard for me to like talk about it because i have not lived it um so i i have to preface you know um, the uh what the views are from the different views from as from a perspective of hearing person um it's you know what it comes down to is really about language and communication right so um it's like when you go to europe and we're called stupid americans because we did not learn how to speak french or spanish or norwegian or german right you can speak about yourself (laughs) (laughs) that's true but although i I am naturalized (laughs) Um, you know when i travel abroad i i bring out my french I, i mean i was in italy you know and i brushed up on all my italian because i want to be able to communicate with people in that country however there are a lot of people who expect the Italians to speak English to them yeah. and understand them. Um, and it's the same with the deaf community. So we can't force, as hearing people, we can't force them to learn to speak. It's, you know, we can't force them to try to hear us. We need to hear them um, and be able to find a common ground where we can communicate. Um, and that's really what it's all about. Yeah. Um, so the, the play does touch about, you know, um, an, a hearing teacher trying to teach students how to speak. Um, and um, when they go to, you know, they, they hire a lawyer um, to fight for deaf rights, really, basically, back then in the 70s. Um, and they said, you know, we're not we're not stupid. We're not we're not unhappy with our lives. Yeah. We're very happy with our lives. We just want to be heard you know, and be able to communicate to you with our language, just like you communicate to us in your language. Um, And, you know, that transcends to so many different cultures and and languages. And it's it's so poignant for for today, you know, with, you know, the immigration debate that we have in this country. Sure. Um, And um, I, I hope people can understand that, that, that it, that it just, it transcends more than the deaf community. Yeah. Um, but it is important to understand that the deaf community is not like any other minority. Yes. Um, and we should be able to treat them just like our fellow man, you know, right. and be able to accept them um, and try to communicate with them. Now, tying that into the play, I'm fascinated to know what this might look like as I'm walking into the theater, about to get my seat, curtains go up. What am I going to see? Because there, there are um, speaking actors, I, I guess, deaf actors, and there's, there's lots of different things going on. So how, and some people I'm, I'm sure in the audience will, will be deaf as well. So how do you, how do you, navigate something that appears to me to be quite complex but to to get that across in a successful way so that every everyone can understand what's what's happening on the stage well first of all um props to the author Uh, mark madoff uh wrote a brilliant script and um 
he wrote scenes in which are just sign language. So the hearing audiences don't understand. And then he wrote scenes just in spoken English. So the deaf audiences don't understand. Um, however, we bridge that gap um, because 95, 95% of the show is completely translated by James Leeds, who is the English teacher. Um, but there are scenes that he purposely wrote to just have sign language, which so the hearing audiences can experience what it's like to not understand what's going on. Um, and just the opposite, you know. However, we are going to close caption some of those scenes so um, we can have access for all. Um, when you do walk onto stage, the, um, the we at Order Chaos like to have minimal sets. The star, our stars are our actors and our acting. Um, so we like to showcase our actors. Um, so when you walk on stage, you will see a pretty bare stage of just a couple different levels and platforms. Um, and most audiences won't know this, but there are three levels um, on, the, on the stage. So inside information um, <laughs> that um, for me, um, the reason why I chose three levels is the top level is the hearing world. And the bottom level is no. The top level is the deaf world, and the bottom level is the hearing world, and then the the middle is the in between. Um, so you'll see scenes in which most of the deaf world is up in the in the top the top platforms, and then all the hearing is down on the floor. Mark, that sounds so impactful and creative. <laughs> um, I hope people get it. Um, you know, I, I mean, our actors all know that. Um, so we, you know, one of the things too with uh, American Sign Language or ASL is there's different spatial um, areas of ASL. Um, there's up here above the head, there's here by the face, there's here below the, um, in the, at the chest level, and then by the waist. So there's different levels in ASL. So I, I kind of, you know, transcended that onto a physical format as well. Um, and, you know, like I said, most audiences won't see that. Um, some who um, have studied ASL may figure that out with the spatial, um, um, but, you know, it's, it's something that for me as a director, I like to have those Easter eggs to put in that, you know, certain people may get and may not get on, on, in every show. So I, I, I love this one. We're going to be ending, Mark, and I get a final question and then change of topic just a little bit. What has been your most memorable theater experience? Wow. <laughs> I thought you might say that. <laughs> um, gosh, that's really difficult to say. Um, I guess for me, it... I guess it's, it is theater, but it's not theater. Um, when I traveled enough with people, um, we performed on Radio City Music Hall. Um, and oh, that was a, a huge <laughs> highlight for me that oh, I, yeah. I will never forget um, to be on that stage and perform on that stage. Um, and that is um, a memory that, that will last for me with forever. Oh, boy, that makes sense to me. Okay, Mark, well, we're so happy that you took some time out of your busy schedule today to appear on our opening podcast. So tell us when the show is going to start and where people can get their tickets. 
Sure. Um, we open September 8th and we run through September 24th. Our shows are Friday, Saturday evenings and Saturday and Sunday matinees at the Herberger Cax Theater. Uh, tickets can be purchased at www.herbergertheater.org backslash children. Thank you, Mark. It was a pleasure having you today and we look forward to seeing the play. Thank you very much. Run. Thank you, Mark. Glad to be here. I learned so much having Mark on today. Yeah, Mark Clemente is a, a well-known name in local theater. He's just a wealth of information. And I, too, learned so much, particularly about the challenges of this production. Well, what I really liked is getting some of the insider scoop. So when he talked about um, there will be actors shadowing the actors, it will be also voice as well as American Sign Language. So this production is going to be complicated but really exciting. Indeed. Well, we'd just like to thank Mark Clemente again for appearing on our very first podcast. Remember to tune in next week for our next episode where we will be interviewing a couple of actors from the show. Remember, you can get your tickets for Children of a Lesser God from the Herberger Theatre website and it runs from September 8th to the 24th. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Valley Stage Notes. We hope you can join us next time when we will have some other exciting guests. Bye for now.